0: This is episode three in Podcast Maps, your guide to podcast success. My name is Graham Brown. Welcome back. If you joined me for episodes one and two, you would have caught the introduction to this series. The first one being episode one, which was all about podcast SEO and a look at where we are in podcasting today. Look at some of the key data points, the size of the market. What's happening? Where are the inflection points? We also looked at the split between heavy users of podcasts and bystanders effectively and how it was important to know who your audience was. And that would then lead to answering questions, which I'm going to address in the next episode, which is the meta. Like, for example, how long should my podcast be? It's an often asked question and or how often should I publish? Now that goes all the way back to episode one where I identify who is listening to podcasts today. And using that data, you can build a better pen profile, an avatar of your audience. And with that in mind, you can create and design a podcast with your audience in mind, which is so important because a lot of people have opinions about podcasting today. For example, why don't you do video? Why don't you make it much shorter? Or why aren't you on Clubhouse? Et cetera, et cetera. But these aren't necessarily podcast consumers and listeners. So it's really important to know who those people are and who they aren't. And therefore, build it with your listeners in mind, not with the people who have the biggest and loudest opinions, who aren't necessarily listeners. So that brings me to episode two and today. Episode two was all about um, going deeper into SEO. And really, I think the key takeaway from episode two that I want to impress upon you is that there is a big difference between working in a podcast and working on a podcast. And this is what I see um, in the, the business space. And that is that I spend a lot of time seeing from the outside other people's podcasts. And what I've noticed in the last couple of years is there's a big diversion between those who work in the podcast and those who work on the podcast. Now, working in the podcast, people tend to invest heavily in the production of the content, meaning they invest heavily in guests and storyboarding and stuff like that, which you need, you absolutely need But the problem with that is that if you're managing this show, you want to be making sure the show is a success. What you should be doing is outsourcing all of that to people like us, the agency, who can do all the heavy lifting. And what you should be working on is the podcast success, meaning how do we make this blow up? How do we get this into the top 10 of our category? And to do that, you've got to take one hour out of working in the podcast and invest it in working on the podcast. Because what tends to happen is those that work on the pod, sorry, work in the podcast, what they tend to do is they invest so much in the content and so much in the guests, and they rely on the guests for sharing. And you get this spiking of audience, which means that I share it with the guest, the guest shares it with their network, but the listeners who come and listen to that episode listen because they like John and John was on the podcast, but they're not going to listen to Mary next week. And therefore what happens then is you have this situation where every episode spikes when the guest shares it with their network and then it drops off. And I, I explain this phenomenon a bit more in depth in episode two. So today is just a recap. If you want to know how that, sharing mechanism works and how it works against your podcast, go to episode two and check that out. Today in episode three, I want to extend that and talk about what can you do to work on the podcast. And one of the key starting points, and I started talking about this in episode two, is which podcast category are you in? And I'm surprised how many people are unaware of the podcast category which they're in. I really shouldn't be surprised because Apple and Spotify don't make this an easy UX, an experience for the user, if you like. And yet the the choice of category is critical because if you don't know what category you are in, then You don't know who you are benchmarking against. If you were to publish a book on Amazon, you would choose the category in which you're in because that would impact your sales significantly. If you were to put it in a very popular section, like, for example, um, fiction and maybe fan fiction, or you put it in crime, thrillers, something like that. These are very, very competitive genres. And if you're putting it in there, you're up against huge competitors. You're up against people who have backing. You're up against people who have large audiences and large fan bases, which means, okay, you may be betting on the fact that some of that will come your way, but the reality is very little does. And I'll explain today what I call the podcast platform switch, which is that those days when you could have benefited from having a popular title in your category to educate the market about that category, for example, Harry Potter, if you had a Harry Potter equivalent in your category, that would open up a genre. But those days are gone when you actually benefit from Harry Potter being in your category. What's happening now is the platform podcast switch, which I'll talk about, and why that means that we have to work harder when it comes to making our podcast a success. And that is what working on the podcast is all about. Choice of category is key. I'm going to read to you in business alone, because we focus primarily on business podcasts. In the business category, these are the main genres in order, reverse order of competition nonprofit government management history investing marketing careers technology entrepreneurship education business if you have put your podcast in business category alone that's a huge missed opportunity because the way that iTunes or Apple Podcasts as it's now called is topologically structured is that all of the categories I've mentioned are subcategories of business. So if you were to submit to nonprofit or you to submit to education, you would also show up in business. So if you just had business, that means you're competing in the most competitive, saturated market. And if you look at the data from the podcast SEO guide, and you can get this either at pickle.com or podcastmaps.com Go there, get the guide, and it shows you how many shows exist in each genre in 2021. And we analysed 66,000 shows. So you break that down. And just to give you food for thought, let's say you are an alternative protein uh, podcast. And you were in the business of educating the market about... Um, the social issues of alternative protein, not actually selling a, project, a product per se, maybe you're representing a number of manufacturers and you have a podcast about it really to raise awareness of alternative proteins, maybe sustainability, maybe plant-based proteins, for example you could choose a number of different categories you could choose education entrepreneurship technology you could even choose nonprofit for example and let's say you were to choose nonprofit over education well you might wonder why you would do that but there is a very strong reason why category choice is essential because if you were to put yourself in the education category, you are seven times or you're facing seven times the competition that you would get in the non-profit category on Apple, meaning that it's exceptionally harder for you to get noticed and why does that matter it's the podcast platform switch and that's what we're going to talk about today and what i'm talking about is this the podcast platform switch imagine that apple and spotify are fire hoses of traffic they have millions of subscribers and users people who actively listen to podcasts As they say in the old adage, mine where the gold is. This is where the gold is, folks. The gold is on Apple and Spotify. Meaning that if you are not dressing your podcast up for Apple and Spotify, you're really just, you know, you are, I would say, pissing in the wind. Dare I say that on the podcast? But that's the truth, right? It's that difficult unless you're doing it, unless you're tapping into the fire hose, You are just going to have to rely on constant hustle. There will be no leverage in what you do. And that's what I see with people working in the podcast, working on the podcast, by contrast, means tapping into the Apple and Spotify firehose. And how do you do that? Well, there was a time when simply having a podcast was good enough, meaning that by virtue of having a podcast, you would get listeners, right? But those days are over. Now we have brands like Wondery and we have Gimlet Media and we have Pacific Content. In India, we have IVM Podcasts, for example. These are professional podcast publishing houses. And what they're doing is... They are working out the formula for success. And what that means for us is that success is no longer democratically available, meaning we can't equally have success on a podcast platform because these guys are cracking the code. And the more they crack the code, the more they can create content that is built around that code. And what that then does is gamify effectively the algorithm on Spotify and Apple. If you were to go back in SEO terms, when you look at Google, for example, that we have moved from a situation where simply having a blog, like you would have had in 2003, 2004, 2005, very long time ago, that was enough. If you had a blog, you had followers, you had people who had subscribed to your feed. And then from that, Um, you would have achieved some sort of minor celebrity status. And yet all of that has changed in a matter of five years because along came the platforms and the algorithms changed. And what happened was is that the big content producers worked out the algorithms that Google was operating by. And then they understood that if you could just learn the algorithm and play it to your advantage, then it was a virtuous cycle. And what I mean by a virtuous cycle was, is the podcast platform switch. Now, in the old days, having a podcast was enough. However, it's got more and more competitive. You look at the numbers in the podcast SEO guide, you look at just the volume of podcasting coming out at the moment. What that means for Spotify and Apple and you can see they're investing heavily in their search algorithms and their own branded content, Spotify, Joe Rogan, a hundred million dollars for example. What's happening now is they want engaging, sticky, consistent content. Now the question is why? Because they know that if they produce that kind of content, then it will get people coming back and that will keep them sticking to the platform, right? Basic stuff. In the same way, Google knows if it serves up the most accurate search results for you, then you're not going to go anywhere else. You're not going to go to Bing and you're not going to go to whatever else is out there. So as long as Google stays on top of the game, We won't go anywhere else. And it's the same with Apple and Spotify. And what that means to us as podcast owners is that we have to learn the game that they're playing. Because what they're doing now is they're saying, well, in the old days, I had all of this traffic in my fire hose and everybody got it democratically apportioned. You, Harry Potter, this other guy, this new startup, this guy who's got one subscriber. It was democratically apportioned because everybody had a chance. It was a college industry. But along came the professional publishing houses and they learned the game. And then what Google's equivalents in podcasts, so Spotify and Apple, said was, we're going to switch this now. We're going to send more to the engaging, consistent, sticky content and less to the other guys. And you've got this polarization happening in the podcast market right now, and it's happening at an accelerated pace in the last two years, the podcast platform switch, which means the good podcasts are getting more and the bad podcasts are getting less traffic. So if you look at your audience numbers and you wonder why that you are struggling to get traction with your numbers and why it's not growing and why episode one, two, and three were your most popular podcasts and yet episode six, seven, eight, nine, ten seem to be going on a down ramp. The reason is Apple and Spotify. They're looking at your podcast and they're saying, no, you don't have what we want. You are not dressed up in the way that helps us understand who you are, what you mean, and who you are doing it for. In the same way, you may have a great blog, a great podcast content equivalent. You may be out there, but unless the search engines find you and know what you're about, then they will ignore you. And if you're on page two of the Google search results, you may as well forget it. As they say, the best place to bury a dead body today is in page two of Google search results. And the same is happening with Apple and Spotify. And what's that Creating is creating this reaction in podcast hosts. They're pulling their hair out, frustrated, saying, Why? I'm trying really hard. I'm getting all these guests. I'm really working hard on my content. And yet, look at my results. Why isn't this reflected? This is unfair. This something's wrong. Well, what is wrong is not anything outside, it's your podcast. It's the fact that you haven't dressed your podcast to meet the needs of Apple and Spotify. And those are the three key metrics that you need to get on board with. A-R-K, audience, ranking, and keyword SEO. And I'll go to go into each one of these in the following three episodes. So, audience, we know about that you get the data from podcasts, uh, platforms easily, right? But the audience data point is an output metric. You can't control it as much as you think you can. You can get a guest to share your episode, but like the John and Mary example from before, you need compound growth in the same way you need what they call in the tech world, average recurring revenue or annual recurring revenue. Meaning you need the equivalence of that in the podcast audience. You need people to come back, right? Because growing a podcast is like running a restaurant, meaning that the success of a restaurant isn't how many people you can pack in on Saturday night. Any restaurant can do that because there are couples, there are people out, there are groups of people, friends out eating in restaurants. And They will go anywhere. Oh, I didn't get in here. We'll try this place. So, Saturday night is not the benchmark of success. The benchmark of success is how many people are you packing in Tuesday afternoon, Wednesday afternoon in the dead times? Because you still have to pay for your overheads, and yet you need to pack those seats. That is the moniker of a good restaurant. And there's two ways you can do this. One is you can spend a lot of money on celebrity chefs and having the best footfall being there in the high street in the prime position. But those guys come and go, the chef leaves, they get poached by a hotel and the you know the, the rates go up as you generate more revenue. That's how business rates work. And yet it's the Pod, sorry, it's the restaurants that are a little bit out of town that have long lasting success. They're the ones that maybe even they're they're backing onto a parking lot. I remember when I lived in Spain, they used to tell me like, look, the best restaurants here in Spain, Spain's got some amazing restaurants. The best restaurants are always the ones near a parking lot. And the reason is, is because they're not the ones that have the sea view. The ones that have the sea view get all the tourist coach coaches pulling up and they all the you know the tourists pile out and they just eat their crappy imitation frozen paella and that's what it is oh this is really nice this is like authentic spanish food but it's not no spanish people would touch that paella which is frozen right and reheated in a microwave even but that's what they're giving because they got the sea view because they're getting that you know that once in a a wild experience, but those people never come back. You'll never see those tourists again. So they don't care if they give you crap food, crap service, right? That's not a way to grow a restaurant and it's not a way to grow a podcast. The way you grow a podcast is you get somebody on Saturday night, you bring them back on Tuesday, they bring their friends on the Friday, and then they come back as a regular every week. And that's how you build consistency and success with your podcast. So the way to do this is, and this is what I'll talk about in the next Few episodes, ARK audience. We talked about that today. I want to talk to you about ranking and I want to talk to you about keyword SEO because to understand what platforms consider good content, just look at what it ranks highly. So, if you want to generate organic traffic, and that is the name of the game when it comes to working on the business, if you want to work, if you want to build a long term sustainable podcasts, you need organic traffic. Hands down, it's the only way to do it. Sure, you can gamify it with celebrity chefs or your Harry Potter equivalences, or maybe you got lucky with a guest, but that easily fades because people who came for that guest won't stick around. If you want to understand what they consider good content, look at what they consider good content. That's as simple as it is so firstly you need to know what your category is then look at who the top 10 are in your category and without over analyzing the whys and wherefores just look at what those top 10 are doing so i'll put it to you this if you want to get into the top 10 Be like the top 10. So what you need to pay attention to, and this is what we're going to talk about in the coming episodes, how long are their podcasts? How often are they publishing, meaning cadence? How consistent are they publishing? This is what we call cadence delta, meaning the difference in days between publishing Gaps. So, if you publish on average every seven days, are you publishing every seven days? Is it nine days and then three days and then fourteen days? Because what we found is consistency builds quality. Look at the top ten podcasts in your category. Go to iTunes, Apple Podcasts, or Spotify. Look at the top ten and see how regular they are. Look at, for example, um, HBR and their podcast. They publish like clockwork every week without fail and that's why they're one of the top three podcasts in the world that's what you've got to look at look at how they are also performing in terms of keyword seo because i guarantee if they're in the top five they're already aware of what keywords they need to put into their podcast and i mean two things. Firstly, in the meta, I'll talk about that in the next episode, and also in the actual audio itself. Because you know what? Spotify and Apple are getting smarter and smarter. So they are like YouTube, starting to scan the audio and find out what's inside. Because, you know, the 400 characters in your description on the podcast are not enough to justify what's inside the podcast. So I would suggest to you this, is start putting the keywords in Your words, in your spoken words. If I say podcast SEO, maybe Spotify and Apple don't have the algorithm fully working yet. But guess what? They will have it working in a year's time. And this episode will be a year old. What do I do? Do I go back and drop in these sort of stingers like podcast SEO in the middle of it? Or do I have it natural like now just saying podcast SEO? It's in there, right? So I don't have to then change my content for what is going to be the inevitable meaning that in time all of these platforms are going to be driven by machine learning search they will listen to your podcast listen for your content and be able to crunch that and tell you what's inside it in the same way YouTube does exactly that and really your use of keywords i.e. your tags um, on YouTube are becoming less and less effective what matters is the keywords you put in the actual content itself so i'm going to talk about that in the next episode as well because the keyword seo is absolutely important for you for the goal of building organic traffic because it starts at the beginning when i talked about who your audience is it's so important to know who they are because you need to build a pen profile of them who are they why do they listen And what keywords are they interested in? Now, at Pickle, we have the podcast planning method and it's P-O-D-C-A-S-T. And if you get my enterprise podcast guide, it breaks down which each of these steps are. You go to pickle.com and guides, you'll find it there. A stands for narrative arc, the arc, you know, what is the purpose and the top-level storyline that you're telling. So, for example, if it was alternative plant proteins, you know, maybe the top-level storyline is about global food sustainability and time is running out. S is subjects, meaning what do you talk about? What do you talk about on a day-to-day? What are the repeat conversations you have day-to-day? I talk about sustainable plant-based proteins. That's my job. And I repeat this every day, day in, day out. I can talk about it nonstop. T is topics. This is what your audience are searching for. So you take the A, you convert it into S, and then from the S, you convert it into T, which is your keywords, topics. So do people really search for sustainable plant-based proteins? Mm, Maybe not. But I tell you what, they might be searching for blockchain and farming. They might be searching for food innovation. They might be searching for ag tech. I'm, I'm going to talk about keywords that you should use in the following podcast episodes of Podcast Maps. And the reason why this is the biggest missed opportunity in podcasting today goes all the way back to building organic traffic. Because let's say I get a big guest on my podcast, I get Barack Obama. Now, that's great, but it helps me get future guests for sure. But getting another big guest won't make any difference because people who listen to this the podcast with Barack Obama will listen to it because it's Barack Obama, not because I've got anything interesting to say. So they're unlikely to listen to the next episode. So I get a million downloads in episode one and maybe 5% of that convert to episode two. That's a big drop in expectations. However, if I have a podcast about leadership, then if somebody goes onto Spotify and Apple and searches leadership, then they are what we call at Pickle aligned audience. And alignment is extremely important. These are high quality leads effectively. These are people who find your podcast and then they will subscribe to it. And because it's about what they are looking for right now, they will subscribe and listen to a lot of episodes. So your goal is to build highly aligned audiences, organic traffic. And to do that, you have to dress up your podcast to meet the needs, the current content needs for Spotify and Apple. And that is what I'm going to talk about next in the next episode. We'll start by looking at Some of the basic questions like how long should my podcast audio be? A very common question. You have to dress your podcast to meet the needs of Spotify and Apple, remember. So what does Spotify and Apple expect? Not what do the bystanders who think it should be shorter expect? What do they want? What does Spotify and Apple want? Because if you can play their game, they're going to give you some more traffic. Once you know what audio length can be, you can start looking at subjects, and then we can start talking about podcast, SEO, and keyword search. My name is Graham Brown. You've been listening to Podcast Maps, your guide to podcast success. If you want to find out more about the data and the guides in this podcast, go to podcastmaps.com.